Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. All right, welcome back to episode five zero. That is right, episode fifty of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast, presented by the Hub Chicago. Again, if you're just not listening in a few weeks, we're presented by the Hub Chicago. Go follow them on the socials. At the Hub Chicago, also give us a follow if you haven't already, at Two Drunk Brothers. But yes, this is our 50th episode. So first of all, um, I'm sure Travis wants to say something, but I I just want to thank you guys because, again, this started as a half-ass idea, you know, probably like early summer last year, so early summer 2018. And we decided to roll with it. We didn't know if it wanted to be a podcast, a YouTube channel, what it was. But we decided to do a podcast and... Here we are um, a little over a year later. It is October, we're recording this on October 1st, 2019, and this is our 50th episode. So, again, just thank you guys for following along. We do it for you guys, um, and we appreciate the hell out of you guys. Yeah, just the half century mark. It's huge. Uh, we're excited. We have some big news coming your way. I don't know if you want to mention something. We have a giveaway coming your way. We're not going to mention it now or mention what it is. Well, I'm not going to mention what it is. I'm going to mention how you can do it. Um, okay, you can mention how you do it. I didn't know if I, you wanted to do it now or later. Yeah, I'm going to mention how you can do it. I'm going to mention what the item is. It's something that's going to come out of going to going to come out of my pocket because I owe Travis some money. So it's something that I'm going to pay for personally. Um, but anyway, basically, we want you guys. We're going to do a big giveaway for a 50, uh, for our 50th episode. We actually got a submission for the Heaters Only Club from one of our followers that we'll talk about on the end of the show. But basically what we're going to do is, is you guys need to, and Travis, you, you do need to make sure that you actually ask about this this week. Cause I've told you the last two weeks, you need to ask for it. But this I will week, ask. I'll put it on. What do you owe me week, money for? What? What do you owe me money for? Uh, you bought those uh, last two Hub Chicago hats and I owe you money for Oh, uh, yep. That's right. That's right. So I'm, I'm covering the 50th giveaway. Um, a little bit of the anchor money can cover it, but um, for the most part, it's going to come out of my pocket. Anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to do a giveaway, but we're going to do something special. So you guys need to tweet at us, DM us, whatever. I will, put it, I will make it available on Instagram where you can type it in. Yeah, so basically, basically what, I, what, what I want is – People to submit suggestions or what, what we want. People to submit suggestions or submissions to the Heaters Only Club. And the best, the top, most top-notch, pristine. Now, I'm not saying that more than one can't get in, and we may introduce them later. But the best submission in our eyes or the best recommendation in our eyes and in our opinion will win the giveaway for the 50th episode. So that is it. So again, tweet us, tweet at us, DM us, Instagram, poll us, because Travis will do that. Your best submission for the hashtag heaters only club, the best submission in our eyes will win some free swag 
for the 50th yeah. episode giveaway. And so it's got to be it's got to be unique. So think unique. If we get duplicates, obviously we can't pick it. Yeah, uh, might let you know that it's a duplicate. Might not. Just be unique, and uh, we might pick yours if it's if it's really good. And they are really bringing in some heaters only because yeah. right now we have three members. I think uh, Eddie Money. We might have another one introduced today. Uh, we have a special guest coming on the episode a little bit later uh, for some postseason MLB talk. But yeah. 50th episode giveaway coming tweet at us dm us your heaters only let us know Time out. two two seconds travis travis has seen the office i've seen the office numerous times what does michael scott think that swag stands for i off the top of my head i cannot think of it stuff we all get yeah that's what it is dude when i would go to conferences in college and it's like Oh, we're giving away all this swag, and you got these like forty-year-old like hit ladies up there saying swag, and it's like stuff we all get. And I'm like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever. Heard. <laughs> it really kind of diminishes the word. But like Travis said, we got a loaded show for you guys. Uh, we have a special guest coming on for the first and ten segment, talking about postseason baseball. We're obviously going to give you some um, the generous digest lines. Um, but really, let's talk about last week because remember, last week was our big push to right the ship. I honestly don't know. Um, I think I did pretty well. You went seven and three because we, we didn't count. We're not counting the upset of the week. Although now on our upsets of the week, we are three and one now. Well, mine lost. We're two we're, and two. No, we're not. We're th- we were two oh, and yeah, you, you went two and oh the week before. Yeah, so we're three and one. Yeah. Mine lost because Kirk Cousins can't really seem to find. Adam Thielen's going to whoop Kirk Cousins' ass. <laughs> Adam Thielen couldn't whoop a fly's ass. Let's get that straight. Adam Thielen. Stephon, Stephon Diggs is gonna whoop is gonna whoop Kirk Cousins' ass. Either way, Jerry went seven and three. He kind of pulled his weight again. I went four and six because you know, Amy Dalton also doesn't know how to score. Because that we if we would have both hit that Monday night over, uh, we would have had incredible records. I'd been five and five. Jerry would have been eight and two. Um, at this point, I don't even think that there's a way I can get to 500 by the end of the calendar year. What's the, what's, what's the total overall? Can you just say it out loud? Yeah, I'm 15-29-1. Oof. So I'm like almost batting a 250 right now. What am I? You are 23-22. and 22. Yikes, that's not even great either. No. Overall, I am officially on the year two games under 500 and you are six games over 500, so you're pulling it a little bit. I have to step it up. I don't step it up. I say if I have two more losing weeks in a row, it's almost due for another punishment because of how bad I've been. Yeah, and if you guys didn't see it, we did have a small mini punishment. I mean, that was that was minuscule next to the one I had to do. But, I mean, Travis had to slam a smear off ice because Ethan, our guest later on in the show, iced him. Last Friday. It was totally out of the blue. Had no idea it was coming. So it was fair. And to help, I was driving at the time. So Whoa. that Hopefully is how many cops good, listen to this thing. That's a good enough punishment. But, yeah, if I have two more losing weeks in a row, I feel like it's, it's due for punishment. Jared's carrying the ship. Um, overall, though, I mean, we were 11 and 9. It's not bad. I mean, if you row with us, you, you, you won money. Yeah, if you picked our similar picks, doubled down on them. Yeah. Uh, you won sure. some money. So that's how it is. We're going back, kind of reverting to our original Degenerates Digest this week with 
five pick or four college football picks. Yep. So let's just uh, run time and, and so on and so forth. So yeah, let's roll on into that. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites. Not the time for saving. All right, like Travis said, we're going to do go back to our normal our normal version of the of degenerates digest with three college picks plus our lock of the week. So four total for college. And then the primetime gains the NFL, the lock of the week, and our upset of the week. Because um, we have a lot to talk about later on in the show. So let's roll right into college football. Travis, what's your first college football line of the weekend? My first college football line, I'm going to go – I'm going to go in terms of when these events um, – Actually, I can't go in terms of when these events are happening. So I'm just going to go with my first one. I'm going to rattle it off. Number seven, Auburn at number 10, Florida. Big, big fucking game for both these schools. Saturday at 2.30 on CBS. This will be a great game to watch. Auburn is three-and-a-half-point favorites, and that's what I'm taking on the road in Gainesville. I think Auburn is the better team here by a country mile. They have beaten a ranked A&M. I love that saying. (laughs) They've beaten a ranked A&M and Oregon, while Florida has beaten Miami and Kentucky. I guess that's their notable wins. Yeah, they beat Kentucky by eight points on the nose on a backdoor cover. I'm a firm believer that Felipe Frank still eats dog shit when he's not playing football. And it should show here – I mean, I don't think that they're really much competition for Auburn. Auburn is also 5-0 and against the spread this year. One of the only perfect teams in college football, and Florida's 2-3. and So I'm going War Eagle here, baby. Pretty much a sure thing at this point. Um, I almost put that, lumped that into my picks. But i kind of been feeling this thing with college football where I don't want to – it seems like when I ride teams two weeks in a row, it doesn't hit. So I stayed away from it, but I do like it. I did look at it. Um, I think Auburn is a legitimate uh, college football playoff team until they run the buzzsaw that is Alabama at the end of the year in the Iron Bowl. Uh, but that should set up for a great, great game that weekend. So I do like that pick. I think Florida is insanely overrated. So three and a half points is not a lot. Basically pick them to win. So essentially. Kind of. Three would make me feel a little more comfortable or two and a half. The three and a half kind of scares me, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, they just, they've been rolling everybody this year, though. For sure. What's yours? First pick. My, my first game, number 18, UCF at Cincinnati on Saturday at 7 o'clock on ESPN. Friday night. It is Friday night? Yep. You have that on yours? Whoopsies. I guess I misread the date. Sorry, it's number 18, UCF at Cincinnati on Friday night at 7 o'clock. Um, the Cincinnati Bearcats are four and a half point dogs. And I'm rolling with the Bearcats, man, um, at plus four and a half because UCF is coming off a bye week. But before that bye week, they lost uh, for the first time in what seems like forever. Um, so, so UCF did, did lose that game, and I've been high on the Bearcats all year. Um, last week I rode them for a second time, and it didn't steer me wrong. Um, I was super tempted to pick Moneyline here. Moneyline for since he's plus 165. But since they're at home, I'll play it safe and take the spread. Um, and UCF is also, um, you know, they're a very, very offensive-focused team. They're not, they don't have a great defense, but the Bearcats do. The Bearcats are allowing under 300 yards a game on defense. Um, 
And, you know, really this is a chance for them to take an early lead in that conference and kind of jump out to it. They're also 3-1 and one against the spread this year, Cincinnati is. So I'm locking it in, um, plus 4.5, the Bearcats at home against the 18th-ranked Golden Knights. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. We have some huge controversy then on this week's episode. Why? You pick you pick UCF? Then we'll I'll talk about it later. Um, my second uh, pick is the Tulsa at number 24 SMU game. Saturday at 6.30 p.m. on ESPNU. Uh, Southern, I think it stands for Southern Methodist. Yep, Southern Methodist. They're 13-point favorites. And I am riding that line. Southern Methodist has really kind of exploded and came out of nowhere, putting up. They put up a shit ton of points, averaging 41 points per game. Tulsa's only averaging 21. They're two and two. Um, and if that doesn't do it for you, then maybe SMU's five and zero. Also, one of the only perfect records against the spread this year to Tulsa's two and two record against the spread might convince you a little bit at home Saturday night. Under the lights, give me SMU minus 13. Like that. Saw that. Peaked out a little bit too. Um, SMU also, it's the fir- their first time being ranked in the top 25, I think, in a while. I believe it was 1986. Don't quote me on that because I read Holy that Holy shit. I read that tweet when I was super fucked up this weekend. So um, I may or may not be wrong on that one. But anyway, it's, anyway, it's been a long time since they've been ranked in the top 25. Like that. Like that pick a lot. My second one is number six, Oklahoma, at the Kansas Jayhawks, 11 a.m. on Saturday on ABC. Pick the spread. Not touching the spread because it's fucking <laughs> it's massive. Like 30 something. It's 34 and a half, by the way. Oklahoma's a favorite. The over under is 67, and I'm taking the over. Um, I mean, legitimately, Oklahoma might do this by themselves. They're averaging 668 yards of offense per game and scoring 55 and a half points per game. I mean, that's fucking bananas. Their defense isn't stellar, which leads me to believe that KU could score a couple of TDs themselves to really kind of aid in, in hitting this over. Um, their OU's allowing 343 yards a game on defense. Like I said, the spread's too rich for me. It's 34 and a half. Um, I, although I honestly could see Oklahoma hitting it, I don't want to put, put my word on it. Um, so the over is, is good enough for me. I think Big 12, de- Big 12 defenses, early game on Saturday, I can see Oklahoma coming out and throttling them and, Jade, and Jalen Hurts just continuing his his great his great run at, at a Heisman Trophy. So give me the over at 67 in Oklahoma at Kansas. Yeah, Jalen Hurts might win the Heisman and then just like put it – and then just FedEx ground that shit to Nick Saban's house. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, here you go. Here's, here's this Heisman that I won. <laughs> Eat shit. But I don't like that or I don't mind that pick. Uh, my third pick before my lock, number 25, Michigan State. At number four, Ohio State. Not touching the spread because I don't know what's going to happen, but the over-under is 49 and a half. This game's also Saturday at 630, and I 
am taking the over of 49 and a half. And this is why. The under fucked me on Michigan State last weekend. I said they had a great defense going in, and they let up 31 fucking points to Indiana so their defense can eat a big bag of shit. Ohio State is also themselves putting up 52 points per game. That alone would hit this over. Michigan State's putting up 31. I know they both have pretty stout defenses, but we all know if you can put up points, you can put up points. Um, and they both don't even have to come close to what they're averaging per game to hit this over 49 and a half. And it just looked extremely appealing to me. So that's what I'm rolling with. Boom. Okay, man, those big those Big Ten over-unders always scare me, especially whenever you're going to ride the over. But two top 25 teams, you know, Ohio State obviously can 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 put the pedal to the metal. So I wrote the other last week and got screwed. So. Yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. My next game is a game that nobody probably has on their radar, but I'm telling you right now, it's was damn near my lock of the week. I pretty much essentially have two locks of the week. But my next game was almost my lock of the week, so I found my lock of the week. Mine is Western Michigan at Toledo. It's at 2.30. Not even on TV. It's on ESPN+. Plus. The spread is 2.5. Toledo's the favorite at minus 2.5. And, and I'm taking the Toledo Rockets here. Um, they are on fire. They lost their first game of the year against Kentucky, obviously a better school. But they've won three in a row now. They've got big wins over Colorado State on the road. They beat BYU at home. I mean, this, I mean we're talking about Toledo. They went on the road, beat Colorado State, not an easy place to play. They beat BYU at home. Both of these teams nearly put up 500 yards of offense per game and also allow over 400 yards of uh, a game on defense. So it's going to be a shootout, but the 68.5 over was a little too rich for me. Um, This is a very marginal spread. Toledo hasn't won by less than six all year. And I do believe that they're the better team, so I'm taking the Rockets to cover it at home. I'm telling you right now. Toledo minus two and a half against Western Michigan at home is a great, great pick. All right. You heard it here first. Obviously not going to be watching that game. Probably because I can't. So my lock of the week. I have an ESPN Plus subscription. That's true. Still probably wouldn't watch it regardless. What time is it? 2.30? 2.30, yeah. Yeah, I'm Auburn, Florida is what that game is on. So Um, lock of the week, rolling into it. It's a game that Jarrett had already picked earlier making it super controversial. I'm taking UCF minus four and a half. UCF bounced back really well last week after their loss to Pitt the week before. There's another instance that I just think that the offense can put up more points um, and which one can do that, and it's definitely UCF. They're averaging almost 50 points per game, so I think that should take care of the spread. I don't think Cincinnati is that great of a team. I also said earlier in the year that UCF was overrated, but I don't think that they're going to let their reputation be ruined by losing two of their first five games. I just don't think that that's going to happen. They can't really afford to lose this game at all if they want to be known as a ranked team in a shit conference. Um, so I think minus four and a half is, is pretty solid for them. The only thing that had me going against it is did you see – what Cincinnati did to their field for this weekend. Dude, it's all black, bro. It's all black. It looks amazing. I almost took my pick back when I saw it, but I didn't. I'm rolling the UCF Knights here, minus four and a half on Friday night. That's my lock. So Jared's pick can go eat a big bag of dicks. So you said win. I I mean, I I don't think Cincinnati can win, but maybe. They, they have, I mean, four and a half. I think they come out and they win by 17. 
We shall see. We shall see. I, uh, I mean, if we want to look at the we'll look at the records this year, who do who do you want to roll with out there, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, um, <laughs> sorry, Travis. I can't lose every game. That was a low blow. Um, my lock of the week is like probably the most mortal lock you can do, Travis. If you want to win some money, might as well take this one. Um, it's Vandy at Ole Miss Saturday at six thirty on the SEC Network, and uh, the spread is seven. Ole Miss is seven point favorites. And I am fucking hammering Ole Miss. Vandy is 0-4 against the spread this year. Ole Miss is coming off two losses, albeit, though, to top-ranked teams. They lost to Cal, and they lost to Bama. So they are rearing to get back on the right track before they come and play a tough road game at Mizzou next weekend. Um, and this game's at home versus a Vandy, a Vandy team that's allowing, nearly, that's allowing 500 yards a game on defense. And Ole Miss is putting up 423 games, 23 – 423 yards of game. Uh, wow, I cannot talk. Ole Miss is putting up 423 yards per game per game on <laughs> offense. Um, so I think it, it can get ugly quick. Like like I said, Vanny's allowing 500 yards. They're 0-4 against the spread. Seven is not a lot, especially in Ole Miss. Tough place to play. Um, and Vanny's not not a good football team. So minus seven is fucking easy money. I think. I saw that and I liked it and I, was, I just never reverted back to it. Don't know why I could just see somehow that seven point spread getting fucked up in a certain way, but I'll probably bet on it and I'll probably lose. And then I'm no, coming. you won't. I'm pretty sure my college locks the week to like the last three weeks have been money. So. I'm just saying I'm bet on it, but because I put money on the game, it loses. So we'll show, in your we'll line, show. I put Jer- I put money on the Jared picks. Ends up losing. All those other ones hit every single fucking one. But that does it for our college football picks. Rolling on to our NFL picks. Thursday night game. We might have a Thursday night game worth a damn this week. I think, well, I guess it was last week too. But this yeah, one is. I will not be watching an ounce of it because I'll be watching the Cardinals play in the playoffs. So That is true too. I'm, I'll, be, I'll be monitoring it. But this one is probably worth a damn just because of the, the teams and the popularity. Uh, Thursday night. Rams at Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks were two-point favorites, and the over-under is 49. So of the four possible lines to pick, what did you take? I'll tell you right now, I hated all these primetime games this week. They were tough. Um, they were tough. I, they were tough. This one was probably one of the easier ones for me. Yeah, I can't say with confidence that I would pick any of these with and put my own money on them besides my lock. Um, and honestly, probably my upset of the week because I'm fucking on fire on those. But Thursday night, Rams at Seahawks. I'm going to take the under of 49. Um, the forecast looks like it's going to be wet and sloppy and rainy in Seattle. It's also two day, three days away. I get that. But it's also a Thursday night game. Both these teams played late games on Sunday. The Rams played in a shootout against the Bucks, where they lost. I could see some fatigue playing a factor. You know, people don't get in, get their get their treatments. I mean, Really think about it as a Rams player, you get you got out of that game at like, you know, late, you know, uh, Sunday afternoon. You probably don't get treatment until you know that night, and you have two days of practice. I, I can just see it being sloppy. Um, half of the games that these both these teams have played in this year would have been over, and half of them would have hit the under. So again, it's kind of a fifty-fifty toss up there. But like I said, the short rest, not being super confident in the spread. Um, because I can honestly see either of these teams winning this game, and I don't think it's going to be – whoever wins is going to be by more than two points. Um, Obviously. So yeah. 
So I'm going to take the under because I think the weather is going to kind of aid in that. So under 49. All right. I, I went the opposite. I took the over. Um, I didn't pick, the, didn't pick on the spread just because of what you mentioned. I mean, these teams are just way too unpredictable. If you would have given me this line before last week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. I would have taken the Rams all day long, but then they came out and they lost to the Bucks. They showed that their defense definitely has some work to do. I know the Seahawks defense has some work to do. They let up, I think, almost 20 points are over in every single game. Um, and then the Rams just let up 55 fucking points to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Jameis Winston. They made Jameis Winston look like he deserves the MVP award. I mean, um, that doesn't help that fucking Jared Goff through fucking three boneheaded interceptions either. Yeah, and that just goes to show that that's what Jared Goff can do. I don't think Russell Wilson is going gonna, is gonna to lay down. They're gonna, th- this game is going to be high scoring, I believe. Um, so I'm just going to have to go with the over here unless this forecast sticks around and it is rainy. Obviously you're not going to score over 50 points in the rain or shitty weather, but as of right now, I'm going to take the over. Um, yeah. Two, just, yeah. Two. It just sucks that we're doing this on a Tuesday. Now, like I said, the, the forecast can change so much. I usually, like I told you the past few weeks, I kind of like after our podcast, either that night or the next morning kind of go out and I spread out all my bets that I put on, I honestly might not touch this game until Thursday because I, we don't know what it's going to be like. Um, Seattle weather is so, so unpredictable anyway. It rains like fucking probably six out of seven days there anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, and this is probably just a knee-jerk reaction for me because the Rams just let up 55 points. I'm pretty sure like the total was like 97 in that game or whatever it was. It but, was uh, uh, 55 to 40, so it was 95. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, I mean, for 49, who knows? Like I said, it all depends on the weather. If the weather's clear, I can see this overhitting. No problemo. Yep, for sure. Most definitely. Uh, I, I do too. Again, um, I had to pick a game. It's going to go against my record, but I may just like take all these games, these primetime games, do a teaser with them all because I'm not super confident really in any of them. Which rolls into our next one. It's a Sunday. Again, this is probably our best week of primetime games we've had, we've had all year. Um, 
the Sunday night game is Colts at Chiefs. The spread is Chiefs minus 11, and the over-under is 56 and a half. Um, So I'm going to go ahead with you on this one. What did you roll with? I didn't really look at the over-under much because that's that's a lot of points to be scored in game. I know. I agree. I agree 100%. I know both these defenses aren't really much of anything, but I went ahead and I'm rolling Chiefs minus 11 here. I think the Colts – Kind of run and dry. Jacoby Brissett in Arrowhead on a Sunday night primetime game. I don't like it. I don't like the sound of it. Uh, I'm going bold here. And this is kind of the measurement that I'm using for my pick, uh, which is the one common opponent that they faced this year, which is the Raiders. The Chiefs beat the Raiders by 18 points. And the Colts lost to the Raiders just this past weekend by seven. Boom roasted. Chiefs minus 11. Wasn't that game in Indy too? Yeah, it was in it was in Indy, and the Chiefs beat the Raiders in Oakland. Yeah, boom roasted. I don't hate it. I wanted to take the Chiefs minus eleven. I just couldn't do it. It was a little rich for my blood. I, I I can see them winning by eleven for sure. I just didn't want to put 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 my money on it essentially. Um, so what I did is I went the under a fifty six and a half. Like Travis said, I think fifty six is a lot of points for a football game. Um, on a Jacoby Brissett-led Colts team. I mean, really, that's what you're coming down to rely on. I mean, the Chiefs aren't going to hang up 40 because the Colts have a, have a decent defense. Um, you know, and I think that if they can shut down Colsey, uh, Kelsey, sorry, I think Casey has a little bit of a rough time. Um, don't get me wrong. I still think Kansas City can win by a considerable amount. I just didn't feel super confident in the 11 points. Um, the under. This, this is a fun fact for you. In every single Colts game this year, this under would have hit, um, which shows me they have a really, really good well, defense. They didn't play the Chiefs offense. We just saw a Chiefs team struggle with the Detroit Lions, so let's just kind of pump, pump the brakes there a bit. Um, well, the Detroit Lions are better than the Indianapolis Colts defense. Is there uh, – their secondary is – They just let up 31 points to the Raiders. Okay. That's fine. It was probably probably a let-up game. I still think even in that Raiders game, the under still would have hit. This this under still would have hit. So every single game the Colts have played in this year, this under would have hit, which is the reason why I'm taking the under. Again, I, I'm, I could be set up for a bad week this week because of these over-unders. I hate it. I don't like it. I'm taking two unders in two games where teams can score the, fuck, can score the shit out of the ball. I just feel like 56 and a half is a lot, and I think the Colts can hold them a bay. I could honestly see this game being like 31-17. I mean, ser- seriously. And your spread would hit, and my under would hit. That would be nice. I would, I would like to point out real quick that not only because our Dolphins suck and that we're watching them tank, but I feel like this NFL season has been kind of dog shit. None of the games have really excited me too much. I'm pretty sure the most exciting thing I've seen – and this fucking NFL season so far, the Bay Buccaneers missing a game-winning kick against the Giants. Yeah. I think that's the most exciting play I've seen all year long. That's because we had money on them money line, and they were underdogs. I was, exactly. I, I got, I got, I got pretty pumped in that in that Jacksonville Denver game last week. I wasn't watching it, but I saw. I was watching the, the game cast on my ESPN app, uh, watching Minshew throw the ball down the field. And then them hitting game winning kick because I had money on them too. Um, I was actually driving. To, I was actually driving to get Chinese food. Watching at my car, I pulled up the. Better. I pulled up the Chinese restaurant, and I was, and I saw Jackson lining up for the game winning field goal, and they hit it. And I was like, 
fuck yeah. So, yeah. But other than that, I mean, honestly, I don't, I have been very displeased with this NFL season and how it's been. It's just been, yeah, I'm definitely going to prioritize the Cardinal game on Sunday over any, over any NFL action. Oh, I'll prioritize the Cardinals over anything going on right now. But that goes on into our Monday night game that we have, which is lined up to be pretty good. The Browns at the 49ers. 49ers are three-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over-under is 46-and-a-half. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with my pick since you finished up that last one. I am taking the Browns with the points here, plus three-and-a-half. Um, I think that even – I'm not saying they're going to win. I think if they do lose, it's going to be less than three-and-a-half, which is kind of risky. Um, I'm not, And I'm not even that – kind of scared of picking this line. I think the Browns money line could be better value if you like them to win, but I'm not convinced of the 49ers so far. They've beat the Buccaneers, the Bengals, and the Steelers coming off a bye, who whose opponents that they've faced so far have a combined record of three and nine. Meanwhile, the Browns isn't much better, but it's still seven and eight. So they're playing better quality teams. They're riding a huge confidence booster after smacking the Ravens last weekend. So I like the Browns here plus three and a half on Monday night in San Fran. So right now, when I looked at this, I hated looking at this game and trying to pick it. I hated the over-under because it, it, it could go like, it's either going to be like a 60-point game or like a fucking 30-point game, like total. I hated, I hated the over-under at 46 and a half. Vegas knows really how to fuck with you there. Um, and my initial gut reaction is like, oh my, like, remember my golden rules of gambling? We talked about like when teams, it was like a bonus pick when teams travel across the country. Cleveland to San Fran is not a short flight by any stretch of the measure. Um, but they get that extra day. It's on Monday night. So they do get the extra day. The 49ers defense is allowing 75 yards a game rushing. Um, and we saw that's the reason why the Browns broke out last week and it was because of Nick Chubb. They're the three touchdowns, like almost two, almost 200 yards. Um, but this defense is only allowing 75 yards a game on the ground. And I was like, you know what? They're going to leave it to Baker to do with his arm. He's going to make mistakes. I was like, my gut was telling me to take the 49ers at minus three and a half. But I have no reason, no good reason to take this pick. My gut told me to take the Niners at minus three and a half. So I was like, you know what? I don't like this. I didn't like this game looking at it. So whatever my gut said, I did the opposite. So I also took the Browns at plus three and a half for no fucking good reason. Just because I initially thought that I wanted to take the Niners at minus three and a half and I didn't like it. So I flip-flopped it. Browns gave me the points. Again, I'm probably going to do a little bit of a parlay teaser with these three you just talked about. Give me like a six-point tease. Yeah. I love that explanation, <clears throat> and this is why. That, that does it for our primetime games. We're going into our lock, and I love what you just said because I've been so bad this season, and I looked at my lock of the week, and I, I picked the team, and then I dug deeper into it, and I was like, oh, I want to pick the other way now. But I didn't. And I picked against my gut based solely because I've been so bad. And that's what it is. Ravens minus three and a half at the Steelers on Sunday. It was a noon game or one, wherever you're listening or watching. Ravens minus three and a half. That's what I'm taking. Even with them struggling, they've been struggling since week two. I think they are the better team here. Um, And like I said, I just looked at this and I liked the Ravens, but then I looked deeper into it and I was like, ooh, the Steelers have a good chance. I was like, no. Don't let myself do that. 
go back to what I don't like, and I'm picking the Ravens. Yeah, don't give, yourself re- don't give yourself recency bias because you just beat a Bengals team that legitimately might lose in South Florida this, this year. The Bengals have to travel to Miami to play. They legitimately might. might oh, they're going to lose. They will lose. Yeah. Like, I honestly, God, don't – like, after seeing – because the, the Dolphins also play the Redskins. I honestly, God, don't think the Dolphins might not get the number one pick because they, they might win both those games against the Bengals and the Redskins. No, I think by, the t- by that time, Haskins will be in and will lose. Yeah, but ha- anyway, anyway the, Bengals, the Bengals will lose in South Florida. Like, everyone that bet, that bet Miami to go 0-16, I'm sorry, you're fucked because they're probably going to beat the Bengals in South Florida and they're probably going to beat the Jets in South Florida. We'll no talk about that. They're going to win a game. Yep, yep. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I like really that pick. I like that pick a lot. Don't go recency bias because this, just because the Steelers beat a horrible Bengals team at home. Like, don't who gives a fuck? Um, Ravens are the better team. Only solidified that more is they had a bad week last week against against the Brownies. They had a bad game last week against they, the Browns. They lost two in a row. They lost to the Chiefs too. I mean the Chiefs. That was that was great. That was bound to happen. But they lost to the Browns at home. I think they come out and win this game. My lock of the week. It's a team I've rolled with now. This will be the third time this year. I've done me solid. Um, it is the Vikings at the Giants. The spread is six. The Giants are underdogs at home plus six. And I'm taking the Giants plus six. The Vikings. I'm not. I'm. I know you like Kirk Cousins. I know you like the Vikings. I don't think. I don't think they're a good. I don't think they're a good football team. I, I mean, you, it's it's crazy to me. They can show up one week and look like they're going to win the North, and they can show up one week and look like they're going to get a top five pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, I mean, and to me, it, it was a combination of that. I mean, the Giants have looked very good, and I, I was listening to the Pat McAfee show today, and he said he said something that was really interesting to me. The first two games of the year, when Eli Manning was the starting quarterback. The Giants' defense was getting fucking toasted. They had zero turnovers. Since Danny Dimes took over the last two games, the defense is playing inspired. They can see actual like something that could actually happen. They've, con- they've converted five turnovers, one last week for a touchdown when Jabril Peppers had that pick six. So maybe the whole entire team is now playing inspired behind Daniel Jones. Um, they also beat a Bucks team on the road that looked really damn good on the road last week against the Rams. So we got to think about that as well. That Bucks win now for the Giants is looking better and better now they went on the road and beat the Rams. Um, like I said, I think the Vikings are playing uninspired football right now. I think Adam Thielen and, and Kirk Cousins are going to call – Kirk Cousins doesn't seem like the type of guy that takes like a locker room controversy very well. And I no, think Kirk Cousins will probably whoop some ass. He probably will, but that's going <laughs> to make things even worse. Like I don't, I don't, oh, yeah, doubt, him. Sure. I don't doubt it in my mind, but Adam Thielen's a little – Walk on bitch ass causing those problems, um, like that. That ain't helping. Um, yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins made you. Let's yeah. just pump the brakes. I think Kirk Cousins is catching a lot of flack. When I, I honestly don't know. Like their defense is getting the job done. Don't get me wrong. They played the Bears last weekend. The Bears defense is fucking good. Yeah, I know. Something, something's going on within within that locker room that we might not know about. I think the Vikings aren't done yet. So I don't know if I love this pick. A, I'm not. I'm not saying the Giants are going to win, but I think it's going to be closer than six. I think it's. I think I, I can see the Vikings like squeaking out like tie game, going down the field. Kirk Cousins has has his big heroics. The tie game, he comes out, does the two minute drill, leads him down the field, and is Blair Walsh still their kicker? No, it's Daniel Carlson. 
Okay, well, anyway, he leaves him down the field, and Carlson hits hits a game-winning field goal, and they win by three. And then Kirk Cousins, everyone's like, oh, my God, we dogged, his, dogged him last week. He just let a two-minute drive. Like, I can see something like that happening. I don't think the Giants are going to win. I think it's going to be a close game all the way through. And I think Kirk Cousins gets his fucking mojo back, gets his sweat. I'm, I have a lot of hot takes right now on this. Um, insert, John- insert the do you like that clip. You like that. You, you like that. that. Uh, so Giants plus six is my lock of the week. I'm going to ride that until it, until it dies. So, All right, man, we have some. This week can go really well or really bad. And I, yeah. for me, not leaning on, on, the, uh, on the first thing I said. What is, your, what is your upset pick of the week? Because I think we might have the same one. We got we to wrap this up because our guest just got out of class. She'll be getting home pretty soon. So we're going to hop on the first <laughs> thing. Our, my upset of the week is a team that I, I was high on start the year. Still high on, especially after last week. It's the Bills at the Titans. Sunday, it's a noon game. The Bills are underdogs, not by a whole lot, plus 140. But it's enough. It's enough to, to be that underdog to get you some, some good cash, good value. If Josh Allen is playing. He is. as Yeah, he's, he wasn't on their injury report this morning. Okay. He should be fine. And in case you haven't heard, the Bills are pretty damn good. They shut down that sun-kissing bastard Tom Brady last week. Didn't throw a fucking touchdown. Fucked my yeah. lock of the week. So, so talk about going back to Pat McAfee's show. He was talking about this on his podcast today. He said the only reason why the Patriots won that game was because the Bills punter didn't call an audible on the special teams. So apparently, like the Patriots gunner came inside, like he like he he like motioned inside, and the and the or the one of the Patriots outside guys. And the Bills punter didn't call in his gunner to like in motion to come inside and block. So we had a, just a free reign at the fucking. He's Pat was like Pat was like back in my day, back back when I was punting when I saw that when I would see see their guy come inside and leave my guy out there out, out, outside there uncovered. I had free reign to to catch it and throw it to him. Like I would like tap my butt or something to let him know I was throwing it to him. Um. So and we'd get a first down every single time. He goes. He didn't do that. He just tried to kick it away and he got blocked. Returned for a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, they, their offense was like dog shit. I think that the, the Bills, Bills very, have a very good defense. Their defense is insane. The Bills' defense is very good. They kept Tom Brady under control. I mean, obviously, he didn't throw a touchdown. I think he had like 190 yards in a pick. If they can do that against Tom Brady and the Patriots, who have shown to be the best team in the NFL this year, imagine what they can do against Marcus Mariota and the Titans. Yeah, I love that pick. I like that I mean, pick a it's lot. Not, it's not there, and I looked at a lot of the games this weekend. There's not a lot of big upset opportunities, so I had to pick this plus 140. But I'm going with my surprise team of the year in the Bills. All right, I'm going to go with another one that I don't think a lot of people, a lot of people are going to overlook, and you probably did too. It's the Cardinals at the Bengals. The Cardinals are plus 185 at the Bengals. So, um, I mean, honestly, oh, like, what? Why? Just because it's in Cincinnati, probably. I guess. I guess so. Bad teams in in the home. They just picked the home team. Yeah, essentially. And I mean, the this is a Cardinals team that tied with the Lions, a Lions team last week that damn near beat the Chiefs. I mean, so just because they're going on the road, like I said, the Bengals might honestly be worse than the, than the Dolphins. I actually numerous simulations that we did, did that we did on our on our NFL preseason show I legitimately had the Bengals like 1 and 15 2 and 14 0 oh and Yeah. 15. I mean I, and I don't know what it is about the Bengals it's so bad. I haven't watched the Bengals game. I'm not going to watch the Bengals game. I don't know if it's their offensive line, if it's Andy Dalton or what, but they are horrible. They're bad. 
They're bad. And I mean, we're, we're going to find out because the, like I said, the Bengals do travel to South Florida. I think it's in like early December. Um, but Kyler Murray cannot, I mean, absolutely Kyler Murray and really Cliff Kingsbury cannot go winless in their first years in, in their first year in Arizona. <laughs> And this, they, I mean, they need to win four games. At exactly. Least. This is a good shot to turn the shit around. They're like oh three and one right now. They have that fucking tie against the Lions. Um, this fan base will riot. And really, this is against a defense, a, a, a Bengals defense that's allowing nearly four hundred yards a game on four hundred four hundred yards a game on defense a, a game. They're they're allowing. So that's a lot chance of going there. David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Christian Kirk. Kyler Murray, get your shit going. Um, I honestly think they're going to win this game. Plus 185 is good money. Take it. Take, take it to the bank. Um, so Cardinals over the Bengals is my upset pick of the week. I like it. I like it. I like our locks or our upsets. I like our locks. Um, there's our picks for you. We got what? How many of them? We got, nine? We went back to an, our, our normal uh, a nine. The, the normal upset, nine. It doesn't count, again, doesn't count for our record, but – just to let you guys know, we are three and one in those upset picks of the week. So, I mean, we are indeed. So that's our Degenerates Digest, pretty loaded. We have a special guest coming up for the first and ten. We're going to go into the MLB postseason play. I know we got a game going on as we record this, so we're missing out on the one. But here it is. We're going to roll on into it. Hey everyone, as you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free, B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. First and 10 from the 45-yard line. All right, on this week's first and 10, not football-related for first and 10, but we're going with the MLB postseason preview, getting ready with special guests coming all the way from Champaign, Illinois. Uh, Four-time recurring guest, Ethan Short. So. Here he is. Happy to be back, everyone. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, Even from a different setting about 200 miles away. Yeah, exactly. If he sounds champagne, a little it? What, how, how's the saying go? I got champagne from my real friends and my real paint from my sham friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're going to run down kind of each series real quick, give our predictions. So the reason well, – let me explain. For anyone that's new, because we, we have a lot of new listeners from the hub and everything, um, the reason why we are bringing Ethan on is because um, he was on last year's, way back in our early days, um, postseason uh, – MLB postseason preview show, I guess you could call it. And he's been on two times since, since this is fourth time. So that's why – the reason why I'm bringing him on, he knows a lot about baseball, probably more than more than Travis and I know. Um, so it's nice to get a third party knowledge perspective in there. So, well, apparently, I don't know anything about shit then because my football lines have been dog ass too. But <laughs> this is true. what we're gonna do is we're gonna start with the AL. Uh, we're gonna start with you know the first series, kind of give our predictions about it, who we think is gonna win, and how many games. We skipping? Are we just skipping the AL wild card game? No, we're gonna go through. 
Okay. We'll, we'll go. We'll go through that. As you guys know, uh, the NL wild card game is happening as we speak. Looks like the Brewers might win that one. AL wild card game is tomorrow, but we'll we'll say who we think is going to win or who we think they're going to play. Either way, we'll start her first. I'll let Ethan go. The Twins Yankees series. What you got? Okay, so we're starting with Twins Yankees. We're not going to talk about the wild card yet over there. Uh, right. So okay, that's fine. Um, Twins Yankees ALDS. So this one was super intriguing to me. I ended up going Twins over the Yankees in a full five game series. Um, the biggest reason for Retweet. me with that yep, is same. that the Yankees starting pitching is not great. Even though Severino's back, I, I mean, Severino had three starts this year. We don't know how he's going to pan out in the postseason because he's barely played all year long. And then other than that, their best pitcher this year was Tanaka and his ERA was over four and a half. There's, yeah, there's actually, not much... I actually read somewhere that they might they might use Tanaka as like a, uh, a a long middle reliever in the playoffs. Yeah, and that wouldn't surprise me with Sereno coming back. You suddenly have Sereno, Sabathia. Um, I believe they they have J. A. Happ that do not right. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I think so. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's. I'm pretty sure that's who their third is. He might even be their second. It doesn't matter. Um, their starting pitching just hasn't been that great this year. And I mean, the Twins isn't that great either. They're pretty comparable across all aspects of baseball: offense, defense, um, pitching staff. But they can both hit. This is going to be a very high-scoring series. We might see some NFL scores during this series. Um, but if the Twins can out-hit them and they can get to their bullpen. I think that uh, it leans their way because if you wear down that Yankees bullpen and you don't have to worry about facing Chapman in the ninth every single game, um, I think the Twins can pull this one out in five. Yeah, I think so too. I'm just going to hop in. Um, like Ethan said, it's going to be incredibly high scoring. The Twins set an MLB record for home runs in the season this year. And Jared mentioned earlier the Yankees were what, right behind them with two less or something like that? One less. The Yankees hit 306, the, the Twins hit 307. Yeah, so, I mean, they can both smack the piss out of the ball. Um, and I even have right here, the Yankees' inconsistent pitching scares me and their play as of late down the stretch. They've lost their last six of ten, so I'm going with the Twins in five as well. Love it, boys. I have the Twins in five as well. I was really – I even told Travis <laughs> – you crazy. Before you think I was like, I'm really intrigued to hear what everyone has to pick in this series because I feel like it's, for me it was, it, was, uh, it was one that could go either way. So a couple of reasons why I picked Twins. One – they won eight of their last 10 coming into the playoffs. I'm a big believer in rolling with the hot hand. The Yankees lost six of their last 10. Um, and also, like Travis said, the Twins can mash the ball, but so can the Yankees. Difference here, because like Ethan said, their pitching staffs are similar. If you look at their ERA, they're right around the same like in team ERA. 
What what convinces me is that the Twins are actually tenth in bullpen ERA. Um, they have you know they they have a good closer. They got Trevor May. They got Tyler Duffy. He's also good out of the bullpen. Um, so I think what it, it's, it's the exact opposite of the Yankees. Once you get, once you get to the Yankees bullpen, you can kick ass. Once you get to the Twins bullpen, you're you're almost to that point where you're fucked. Um, so the, uh, again, um, also one last stat for you. For a team that thrives on home runs like the Yankees do, the Twins allowed the fifth fewest home runs in the, in the league this year. So just chew on that a little bit. All right, there we go. I think we all have it. We all have the Twins in there. I like it. I thought that was a pretty bold pick for me because the Yankees obviously being as dominant as they've been this year. Mm. But yeah. It was funny because that was the same way, though. I was like, they oh, well, I'm going to go bold here. Got Twins, and then we all had the Twins. So, But, I mean, I thought the same thing. But then I looked at They both won 100-plus games. I mean, the Twins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the Yankees just did it more of a – I don't know. They just have seen more dominant. Well, I mean, I, how, let's see how many – primetime games the twins were on versus how many primetime games the Yankees were on. They get a lot more media exposure. That that's yep. the big that's thing. true. And their their divisions are very comparable too. Once you get past twins and Indians and then you get past Yankees and Rays, the rest of the divisions are just not great. You have a yep. middle of the road Boston and then you have two horrible teams at the bottom with the Orioles and the Blue Jays. And then the Central is just after you get past the Indians, it's just the, the fucking Royals are in there, so, so I mean, yeah. yeah. That's true. You have two so, plus one hundred lost teams there. Yeah, so we like it. All got twins. We'll roll on into the to the AL wild card, even though um, it's probably not going to matter too much. You got the Rays versus the A's, the Athletics. Yep. What does that mean for the Athletics? Bad news for the Athletics. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What do you got? Uh, I have the Rays over the Athletics in this wild card game. Um, the thing with the AL wild or with the wild card in general is that anything can happen. We're seeing it right now. I thought the Nationals were going to win this wild card game for sure, and even though it's not over yet, um, we're seeing right now that the Brewers are playing a tough game. Um, but Rays over Athletics, I think you know the Rays for one, their pitching staff is one of the best in the AL statistically. Um, they have the lowest ERA, they have the second lowest batting average against. And they're facing a very high-rate swing-and-miss team. So if you combine that pitching staff with a team that just loves to swing freely – well, I take that back and swing freely. They actually don't swing at a lot of pitches outside the strike zone. They're pretty disciplined. But when they do swing at pitches, they tend to miss a lot of them. They're a big swing-for-the-fence team. Um, Neither team likes to give up the home run, so I don't see this being a super high-scoring game. But I think that the Rays come out on top just based on their pitching. I'll go ahead and hop in there too real quick, Travis, because I also have the Rays. I don't know if you yeah, do either. Um, uh, Charlie Morton's pitching. He's a, he's a Cy Young candidate for a reason. And just like Ethan said, um, the A's are a, a, a high, uh, high strikeout team. They, they swing and miss a lot. I think Charlie Morton's a difference, um, and I think that's about all the Rays have in them for this postseason. So, But I do have them winning this game. Very, very low-scoring affair. All right. Um, I like that you went because I disagree. I have the athletics, even though probably neither of us have either of these teams winning the next round. But I have the A's. I think they're better offensively. I know you guys say they strike out a lot, but I think when they don't strike out, they hit the ball very well. Not to mention, Sean, I think you say Manea mm-hmm. starting this game. Uh, he's been shut down throughout, like, he has been shut down the last throughout the last month winning four of his last five starts um so i think that he comes out he comes out hot 
Uh, even though it might not matter much, like I said, I'm going to take the A's. Take it with a grain of salt because obviously it's the wild card. <laughs> yep, so that's the wild card because then it rolls into who they're going to play in the division series, which is the best team in baseball, the 107-win team, the Astros. Um, so Ethan and I both have the Rays playing the Astros. Travis has the A's playing the Astros. And I'm just going to come out and say it. I'll, I'll keep it real short. Uh, I got a sweep here. I got Astros in three. Um, the only sweep I have in the first round. Um, I'll talk more about the Strohs and their ACL and their ALS ACL ACLS. Their ACL tears and their and their ALCS <laughs> matchup um, against the Twins. About why uh, about about what I think about them. But I mean, keep it simple. Good pitching, good hitting. I think they beat a, a wild card team. No questions asked. Yeah, I uh, I also have the Astros in three. Um, so it's also my only sweep of the first round, but I said Tampa Bay has the nice pitching staff. Like i just mentioned it with the wild card matchup. Um, they're statistically somewhat right behind the Astros in terms of the American league, but it's not as close as it looks just because they're one, two in the AL. Doesn't mean that they're that close in uh, comparison. The, when you look at the Astros starting like rotation it is just absurd if you want to like if you're going into a series and you see that you got to face verlander cole and zach granke in a one two three i think you're done in three and you're not you're not even you're not even throwing in their wade miley too i mean yeah yeah and then tampa bay's offense though it's not bad is nothing to like revere over and so if you combine that offense with that starting rotation the Astros bullpen has been a little shaky as of late, but not shaky enough to where I think if they get into that bullpen, it's going to like cause any sort of problems. So give me the Astros in three. Um, shout out to Tampa Bay for the very short run, but Astros in three. Yeah. Um, you guys both had Astros in three versus the Rays. I have the Astros in four versus the A's. Like I said, you know, whoever wins that game is going to run to a buzzsaw here. We've already talked about it. They have one of the most dangerous pitching staffs in the MLB, Verlander and Cole. Both have an ERA of in the 2.5s. Granky has like a 3.02 or something like that. Um, and right there wins the series. But I do think that the Athletics or whoever wins can snag a game versus the Astros. They can just get one. So I'm going Astros in four uh, versus whoever it is. But I had the A's. Okay, awesome. Well, that sums it up. We're going to bop, bop over to the NL real quick. Um, we're going to start with the, the series that's already set. Um, do we want to do the NL? Or we all have the same, at, the same matchup in the AL, Astros versus Twins. We could just cover that. Fuck it, yeah. Let's, let's cover the AL. So we'll go on to the ACLS. Um, just kidding. The ALCS. <laughs> the ALCS. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh, the Kawhi laugh kills me. Um, but we'll just go on to the a to the uh, ALCS. We both, we all three of us have the Twins at the Astros. I'll let somebody else go first. Yeah, I can go ahead and take it. Um, Twins Astros. I have the Astros in six. Um, I will tell you why. Damn you! I said that the series comes down to pitching. Um, and Houston owns every bit of that pitching in this matchup. We just talked about their pitching staff in the ALDS. Nothing changes for the ALCS. The Twins hitting is scary, but I think that their bats have somewhat come down to earth. 
in the second half. Um, not necessarily to say that they're still not dangerous, but just compared to what they did to the first half versus the second half, um, they've definitely come down to earth a bit. Injuries have bugged them as well. Um, Houston's bullpen struggled a little lately, as I mentioned. So if the twins can get to the bullpen early in some of these games, maybe they get a couple hits off of Cole Granke or Verlander early and kind of knock them out in five or six, they could hold a chance to steal a couple of these games, which is why I have it in six, but I don't see them winning the series. So give me a Houston in six moving on to the world series. Who's your ALCS, who's your ALCS MVP? My ALCS MVP, I was thinking Verlander, but I decided to go with Garrett Cole just based on the pure dominance that he uh, showed with his strikeouts and his strikeout total. I think he has a lot of high strikeout volume during this series, um, and I think he's pretty shut down as well. And he should, if it goes six, he'll also get two starts. I was going to say, it it makes sense to pick Cole over Verlander for you if you're going to have him go six because he'll be be the second guy. Yep. Travis, I'll go ahead. Travis said, damn you. So do you want to go ahead and say why you have the Astros in six as well? Yeah, I mean, it kind of almost the same reasons as Ethan. Like, the, the Twins are super dangerous. I, I mean, they kind of rely on the home run ball a lot. So it's hard to say that they don't have a good shot at taking this from the Astros, but I, I don't Especially think – timeout, timeout real quick in Minute Maid too. Yeah, in Minute I mean, you have that short portion left. You got a decently short portion right. Uh, the only problem is that, that deep center um, – but at the same time, I mean, the, the Houston has such good pitching that I don't think that's going to happen. I think if they are going to take it, if the Twins will take it, it's going to be in six or seven. But I have the Astros in six. Um, I think that, you know, the Yankees kind of wear out the Twins pitching a little too much in that first series. Get to them, let the Astros kind of attack that. Uh, and I'm going to go with who I had as my AL MVP to start the year. I'm just going to go on a limb and say Altuve gets that MVP. Okay, I don't hate it because the Twins pitching is a little rocky, so I could see him like teen off a bit. Um, I'm going to go Stroh's in five, actually. Uh, I don't think – I think kind of like you, what Travis just alluded to, I think the Twins get a little bogged down in a five-game series with the Yankees. It's probably going to be very hard fought. I can see a lot of games maybe even going to extra innings, if not coming down to the very wire because people can – they can slug back and forth. Fatigue plays a factor, especially when you've been playing since April. And now you just went five games with the Yanks, um, and the Strohs are clearly the better, clearly the the better team. Um, I'm not a fan of always picking like teams like the Astros or like even we'll talk about them later the Dodgers, like who won 100 plus games and going very far in the MLB postseason because I I'm, I don't think it happens all that often. I really think it's whoever's hot, but the Astros never really cooled down for me. Um, they have the best batting average in best team batting average in baseball. They have the third best team ERA. So not only can they pitch well, they can also hit the ball and get on base. Um, and the, like you guys said, the gauntlet of Verlander, Cole, Granke, and Miley is going to be very, very tough to beat in a seven-game series. Um, so I'm going to take the Strohs in five. And my MVP, since it's in five, Ethan, I'm going Verlander for mine. Um, okay. He's had a career season. He shows it. Um, and really up to this point, up into that point with five games, um, since, I, since I have him in a sweep and then in five games in the ALCS, he's pitched three, three good games. Um, if it would have gone six, I probably would have gone Garrett Cole. I'd actually had a look at the rotation, like who's going to go first. I think it's going to be Verlander. So um, since they're going in five, I pick, I pick Verlander. Side note. The Nationals Verlander. are about to win the game. Nationals are? Yeah, they just scored three runs in the bottom of the eighth to go up 4-3. Oh, there you go. Um, a, the bases were loaded. Single brought all three of them home. What there happened? You go. 
What happened? Soto singled to right. Somebody scored. Somebody scored. Uh, Soto safe at second on air by right fielder and then thrown out at third. All right. Right fielder's Ryan Braun, right? No, Ryan Braun's out. Yeah. They're, Bro, he was playing the he was playing tonight. Right fielder Grisham. Okay. He was but, uh, either he was way. Earlier. Either way. That's a, a big turn of events there for that game. Good thing because um, I prepared the entire Dodgers series of on the Nationals. <laughs> on the Nationals. Um side note, Verlander said the other day after his three thousandth strikeout that he wanted to pitch until he was forty five. If he pitches until he's forty five, does he get to four thousand strikeouts? Where's he at? He's thirty six right now. He's got he ten years if he pitches that long. How many strikeouts do you have now? You, oh, you, like three thousand and four. <laughs> so he needs a thousand strikeouts in ten years. So hundred K per year. Not a hundred K, a hundred Ks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You think he gets there? I yeah. mean, for one, that's if, if he, he does forty five, yeah. He might retire in three years and learns that he can't go that long. But Kate Hudson's gonna wear that dick out too. That's what I was saying. If he's <laughs> fucking Kate Hudson, dude, she's gonna make him feel like he's twenty five again. <laughs> <laughs> that dude probably feels like he's twenty five every day of his life with that. Um, oh, shit. No, so right. so we both had we all had very very similar AL picks. We had Twins in five in the first round. Uh, Astros, me and Ethan had Astros in three. Travis had Astros in four. And then Travis Ethan had Astros beating the Twins in six. I had the Astros beating the Twins in five. So pretty much very, very similar um, AL, AL game. So let's bump over to the NL. And let's start with um, our hometown, St. Louis Cardinals, because that's the one we know is set in stone, even though Travis just said the Nationals are probably going to win. Um, so we have the Cardinals versus the Braves, the NL Central champion Cardinals for the first time back in the playoffs since 2015. And a very, very young, talented Brave squad who won the NL East. Um, Ethan, I'll let you kick it off and uh, ha- have the honors in this one. Yeah. Um, I have the Cardinals over the Braves in four. Um, I like this Braves team. Don't get me wrong. I think that they have the potential to be World Series contenders for the next coming however many years if they can figure out their rotation. And obviously Soroka um, – Field, I think that's how you say his name. Field, um, they've looked like two young studs, but the Cardinals' pitching staff is right now one of the hottest pitching staffs in baseball. And it's hard to argue what Flaherty's done, even what Wainwright has done the second half. Um, overall, I know his last couple of starts have been shaky, but his second half ERA and just overall performance has been something that we probably would have never saw coming. Um, but I said pitching staff, defense, and consistency wins this series. Um, Our pitching staff and defense is one of the best in the National League. Our defense in particular is probably the best in the National League overall. Um, But Cardinals have to be consistent. If they can hit consistently and if their bullpen can be consistent, I think that this could even go three. Now, we know for sure that Miles Michaelis and Dallas Keuchel are starting game one. That's a scary matchup because both of them have had very below like subpar years, but miles Michaelis pitches to contact. He doesn't walk batters. I think that's big against this Braves offense and we can get to Dallas Keuchel. Um, obviously the dude was dominant in his past for about a year or so, not the same pitcher that he was. Um, our Cardinals pitching is better. The Braves offense is better, but I think that the Cardinals second half would beg to differ with that. Um, and the Braves have kind of just coasted to the finish line. We're riding a hot streak. So give me the Cardinals in four for this series. Yeah, I'll go. Travis, do you have do you, do you have the same thing? Uh, in four? Yeah. 
No. Okay. I have the Cardinals in four as well. Um, kind of like Ethan said, I mean, this could, you call it, you call it a homer pick. Um, I do think the Cardinals pitching is, is, is better. I think the Braves bullpen is shaky at best. Um, I mean, when you, when you look at it, um, St. Louis had the sixth best starting pitcher, pitcher ERA Braves had the 12th. Um, and for as far as bullpens are concerned, the Braves had the 10th best bullpen ERA, the Cardinals, the fifth, I think pitching is going to be huge. Ethan alluded to a defense. I actually read somewhere today that Mike Schultz has had, um, you know, the Cardinals playing the best defense that they've ever played in like the last like decade or two. It was something insane. Like how the, the, the minimal amount of errors that we've made this year, considering the teams that we've had that had one world series and made deep runs in the playoffs before and the amount of errors they made, I think that's super important. Um, I also like the strategy. Travis and I were talking about this before Ethan hopped on about having Michaelis go on Thursday. Travis and I were talking about that. We think I, I, if we get a W on Thursday, I honestly think we can sweep them. Um, uh, it, I think they, they threw Michaelis in game one for a reason because then you have a combination of Flaherty and Hudson in games two and games three. And then if you need it, you have Wayno at home in game four. And Wayno at home is lights out. Um, he has been all goddamn year, not just second half. He's been lights Shoot out all his career. Yeah, exactly. I want to know Wayno's record at Bush. It's probably stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if we can keep that powerful lineup at bay, I mean, they have, they have Acuna, they have Donaldson, they have Freeman. Um, I think they can win this thing. Also, again, right in the hot hand, the Braves limped into the playoffs. They lost. They um, were losers. Uh, they lost. You know, um, uh, they lost their last five of six. If, last five yeah. of six is what it was. And you know, I'm all about the hot hand. Uh, the Cardinals won the six of their last 10 coming to the playoffs. They won a big game on Sunday. Um, so, yeah. You guys steal all my talking points. So I'm going to talk for about 30, 13 seconds. Um, I honestly don't think either of these teams really stand a chance against the rest of the competition uh, in the playoffs. Um, I feel like these teams are very distant, either dominant or trashed. Because honestly, the Cardinals in the middle of the season were dog shit, and the Braves just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but I think that the Cardinals have a lot of motivation. They're really riding the hot hand. They have a ton of pitching, like Jarrett mentioned. Wayno at home in Game Four would be huge to take this. But I think that it's going to be a lot, a little bit closer than what you guys think. I think that it's going to go to the Cardinals in five. Okay. I also just for a quick point, I think that we'll start Wainwright in Game Three. It'll still be at home, but I think that we put Hudson in four and then we put Flaherty at five if necessary. But that's just my own personal opinion. What it might come down to for me, um, I think that, you know, the Cardinals hitting and bullpen is just way too inconsistent to to beat the Braves in in four or three. So I'm going to have to go with them in five. Okay. I don't don't hate it. I do think it's going to be a good series. Very, very evenly matched teams. I think they won like what, like one more game than we did? Yeah. Nationals just won. Yep. So okay. there you go. Well, there we go. With that being said, <laughs> let's go ahead and roll into the next one. We got the Nationals now at the Dodgers officially, which is good because I had picked the Nationals and I was planning on talking about Nationals, the Nationals at Dodgers. So with that being said, we'll go ahead and let Tra- we'll go Travis Ethan this time. So Travis, go ahead and kick it off. Nationals at Dodgers. Um, honestly, this really doesn't matter either. We just saw the Nationals kind of really – almost lose it to the Brewers. Um, and I, I think that the Nationals might have the spark to keep it close and snag a game. Um, but the Dodgers have the best pitching staff all around in the MLB. 
by, like I said earlier, a fucking country mile. They think they had the best ERA in the MLB by like 0.3, um, which is kind of crazy considering, you know, you have 32, 30 teams to compete against, 31, whatever it is. So I am just going full-on sweep here, Dodgers in three, no questions asked. All right. Well, this is where I differ from you. Um, I'm not saying that I think the Dodgers still win, but I think this is going to be a way closer matchup than a lot of people think. I have the Dodgers over the Nationals in five. Um, quick talking point. I said if the Brewers would have won this game, they'd have been swept and it wouldn't have even been close. Um, but I have the Dodgers in five because it would be an incredible starting pitching series. I know that Scherzer struggled tonight, but you still have Corbin, you still have Strasburg, who they also used tonight, which was kind of odd to me, but that's another point. Um, and then you have Scherzer uh, going against Ryu, uh, Kershaw, and Walker Bueller. Incredible starting pitching matchups head to head for those first three games. Um, I will say this the Dodgers pitching staff has actually been average, if not just above average, over the last two months or so they've kind of limped themselves to the finish line and their offense has carried them a lot as well as their bullpen. Um, that's why I think that they end up getting it done is because their bullpen is overall better, but the Nationals bullpen is a nightmare. So if, if the uh, Dodgers can get to their bullpen, it's Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready not even going to be close but I think that the starting pitching for both of these guys plays a huge role I think it's super close I think the Nationals have a chance to take the series but I don't think it happens so I think Dodgers in five I have the exact same I got Dodgers in five um when you first look at this on paper I mean you want to be like you know Dodgers in three or Dodgers in four um although using Strasburg tonight is a bit of a concern for me um I'm gonna interrupt right there it's not really that bit of a concern just because they pulled Scherzer early. He went through 77 pitches. And then Strasburg only threw 34. So okay. So not that bad. I still feel confident in this. I mean, uh, this is a 106-1 Dodger team. But the Nationals, listen to this shit. They were 74-38 and 38 to finish the year after starting an abysmal 19-31. and 31. Just think about that. They were 74-38 and 38 into the year. That is a – talk about a one hell of a extended hot streak. I mean, you can't look any farther than that. Um, however, I do think, and I literally wrote this in my notes. I think this wild card game plagues the Nats a bit. They're probably a little exhausted from it mentally, physically, a lot, a lot of different ways. And Scherzer and Strasburg, I think, can have a good series. I think ultimately the better pitching staff prevails with Ryu, with Kershaw, um, the other guy, I fucking forget his name. Ethan just ripped it off. Um, <laughs> Walker Bueller. Yeah, that guy. And then uh, Texas Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I, I think that's the difference here. I think the Dodgers pitching prevails. I think they off. I think it's going to be a low scoring series, honestly. Um, and I, I have the Dodgers in five. Man, you guys giving the Dodgers no love over here. I can no love. The Dodgers love just based on their history against us in the playoffs. So I just once, any yeah, yeah. So once again, we all three. This might be this is new because this did not happen last year. <laughs> um, all three Cardinals dot both both have the same ALCS NLCS, and I'm sure if you don't have the same outcome, you're stupid. Um. I went. I I'll go first because Ethan's laughing, and I and I don't want him to be an asshole on this podcast. Don't be stupid. I did it, man. So I have I I have a reasoning behind it though. There's zero reasoning. So I have a reasoning. I got the Cardinals in six against the Dodgers. Um, uh, bro, when you look at it, it's honestly more evenly matched than than, than what than what it appears to be on paper. I mean, it really is. The, first of all, let's 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 hold time out here. The Dodgers have one of the worst. They can't. They can't close out games. They blew twenty nine saves this year, the fourth worst in the majors, fourth worst, and they won one hundred six games. Um, they both give up very little home runs on the pitching staff. The Cardinals give were the third best, and the Dodgers were the second best in giving up home runs. Also, the stats tell you the Dodgers hitting is better, but again, I'm just riding with it that I'm not a fan of picking the best team. I picked the Astros in the AL. I'm not going to pick a 200-plus win teams throughout the World Series because the last time that happens, I don't know when it's happened, but I guarantee it's been a long-ass time. So Cardinals in six. Um, I'll take the upset. NLCS MVP, Tommy Edmond. Um, I mean, the, the St. Louis Jesus Cardinals. Christ. Yeah, they're all about, hey, all about unsung, un, unsung heroes. David Eckstein, David Freeze. Now it's Tommy Edmond's turn. Get a couple clutch home runs starting over Carpenter couple clutch hits um i got cards in six uh, another right, I'm reason a, i'm gonna interject here uh time out time out time out, time out. can i oh. can i pick can i pick can i say one last reason back on our on our on our uh nhl playoffs podcast i picked the blues to go all the way to the stanley cup and then lose <laughs> and, and and look what happened that's what that's <laughs> all i gotta lose. say okay Conspiracy theory. Yeah, Those points. rings are sick, by the way. Um, yeah, the Blues rings are dope. That's what happens when you never win one and you get your first <laughs> after 9,000 years. All right. Um, although the Cardinals have been known in my recent years of watching MLB baseball to have the Dodgers number in the postseason, we beat them. Thank you, Matt Adams versus Clayton Kershaw. I think their streak and their run comes to an end, goes thin here versus the Dodgers in the NLCS. I think the Cardinals' inconsistent bullpen implodes on themselves. The Dodgers are going to tee off on the Cardinals uh, and ultimately win in five games. The Cardinals go dry here. They had 19th, the 19th best um, in total batting stats in the MLB. That is not good going into the postseason. I think we can put up nine runs in the game, but then the Cardinals can also turn around and put up one run in the game, and that's how it's going to be, uh, especially against a good pitching staff with the Dodgers. I have the Dodgers in five here. Okay. Speaking I of, streak, I, honestly, I honestly don't hate that pick because I can see that too very easily. No, that's that's just it. I mean, there's no. I mean, when you're going with the Dodgers, that's not a wrong pick to go with. They're clearly a very dominant team this year, and they have been. And that's why, speaking of streaks to end, this is where the Dodgers' streak of World Series appearances comes to an end after two in a row, because I have the Cardinals in seven. 
Um, I said both starting rotations are good. The Dodgers is obviously a little bit better on paper, but I told you they've struggled here in the second half a little bit. They've been average to above average at best, where the Cardinals have been honestly lights out. Like if you look at Flaherty's run, one of the lowest ERAs in the second in a second half in years and years and years. Um, I guess excluding Arietta's 2015 run, I believe it was. But uh, Dodgers have a really good defense too, just like the Cardinals. The Dodgers have a better defensive efficiency, and I think that's just because their pitching aided them in that. Um, their run prevention has been one of the best in the league, but the Cardinals are right there behind them. Um, offense has been better if you look at the season statistics, but I go back and reiterate the Cardinals' second-half surge and the way that the offense looked. Even though it was inconsistent at times, it still looked a whole lot better than it did in the first half of the season. And I said if the starting rotation trends, as well as just the trends of the Cardinals continue, and their hitting stays more consistent during this series, that they'll take the series in seven. I also uh, alluded to the fatigue that the Dodgers will face from going five in that really, really good pitching matchup that they're going to have with the Nationals, at least I believe that they will have. And that's also their series to lose, and I think it puts a lot of pressure on them, whereas the Cardinals are like, we're here. We weren't even supposed to be here because we were a game under 500 after the All-Star break, and now here we are, and they're going to play like the champs that they want to be. Um, I did not have Tommy Edmond as the MVP as much as I wanted to make him the MVP. I actually had um, – Oh my gosh, I just lost my footing. I had Flaherty because he'll get two starts going seven. And if he continues to be lights out the way that he has been, it's hard to argue against that if a guy's given up one run a game or less for two starts during postseason. I didn't mention my MVP. I had Bellinger probably because he's going to hit like four home runs off (laughs) bullpen pitchers of the Cardinals um, just because they've looked like shit lately. So they haven't looked good, but Kenley Jansen has looked awful for the Dodgers. And so if we can get to him, I like our chances. And we own the season series, four to three. There we That's go. fine. That's cool. So we have <laughs> uh, into it. Yep. Let's you do guys it. both have the same World Series matchup. Um, I do not. You have the Astros Cardinals. I have the Astros Dodgers. Um, hopefully we have three different winners. I don't think we do. <laughs> I hope we do. All right, well, let's hear how, your how, how would we have th- – oh, so, I mean, that tells me that Travis has the Dodgers, so I'll, I'll let him go first. Yeah. I One, I would like to point out that I hate to have this super predictable World Series of Astros-Dodgers, but I feel like that's just kind of been how modern-day sports has been lately. These two – just these powerhouse teams making it to the whatever championship every single year, um, especially with this year. We've had, what, the most – 100 win teams in the MLB ever Yep, this year in the season. And so if the exactly Braves wouldn't have shit the bed, they'd have been a 100 win team too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but with these two teams, they're, more, they're way more talented than any other team, and it's obvious. And it's going to be a great showdown if it's Astros-Dodgers. I think these clowns don't have them <laughs> matching up in the World Series. <laughs> but did you know they both have identical road records? So, obviously – Road competition is not a problem for them. They're both top three in pitching. They're both top five in hitting. I think the Dodgers won it more. They're coming off a loss in the World Series last year. The Red Sox and the pitching staff in the MLB that has just bent the rest of the MLB over the barrel. And they got it. I'm going Dodgers in six, baby. And don't forget, they're also coming off of a World Series loss to the Astros two years ago. So they're hungry for some revenge there. So they want to 
get their dick wet a little bit. Hey, Travis. Hey, Travis. While I'm talking, how about you go ahead and look up the last time a team made the World Series three times in a row? I'm pretty sure it was like the Yankees back in the day. Oh, yeah? Well, the fucking Blues had never won a cup. <laughs> okay. okay. Boom roasted. I, I can't argue. Boom roasted. I will boom roasted. <laughs> okay, Ben Askren. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and jump into it real quick, Ethan. I'll let you go. I'll keep mine short. Um, I got cards and Astros. I got Astros and six. Um, and like I said, picking against STL, I know. But yeah, I, I picked against the Blues in the Stanley Cup. Had no fucking idea they're gonna make it that far, and they did, and then they won the whole damn thing. So maybe I'll give them some juju. Also, this Stros team is just so good. I can't see anyone beating them in a seven game series with with that pitching staff that I said about earlier with Verlander, um, Garrett Cole, um, Wade Miley. I'm forgetting the other guy already because they're so damn good. Um, Zach Granke. <laughs> Zach Granke, yeah, the guy they fucking traded for. So it's ridiculously stupid. Um, I can't see anyone beating them. And then I'm going to go with my World Series MVP. Same thing as um, the ALCS because they're going six. I got Verlander capping it off. I for, I forgot about my MVP. Yep. And none of you are going to guess it. I'm going very, very dark horse here. Justin Turner. I, okay. I love, I, lo- I love that. I love that pick. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to cliche of Bellinger like I did in the NLCS. Turner hitting the 290 this season. Comes in clutch. I feel like I've watched so many Dodgers postseason games, and this dude just comes in clutch with some heaters. So I'm going with the old ginge. The old ginge. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, I have the Astros and six over the Cardinals. Pretty yeah, much a stick for the same reasons. I'm not going to go too much in depth with it. I just said their starting rotation is far too dominant. Um, I personally think it's way better than the Dodgers is if you match up with it. And that's why I said the Cardinals could beat the Dodgers, but why they can't beat the Astros. I think that the Cardinals match up pretty well against the Dodgers starting pitching, but they don't against the Astros. Um, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I think that the tank runs out a little bit for the Cardinals in this series where they had all the second half magic. I think that it just kind of dwindles here. Um, and then the Astros offense has just looked really good lately too. It's hard to argue against that. Sure. Yeah. Um, as much as I want to be wrong and hope that the same thing happens with the Cardinals as it did with the blues. Um, I don't see that happening and I can't argue for it. So I have the Astros here in six, my MVP being Mr. George Springer, because he's going to hit at least two leadoff home runs in this series. Man, just in my opinion, a, a two-time World Series MVP. There, absolutely. The guy, I, I love this guy. I mean, just the way that he plays, and the fact that he's a leadoff hitter who 
just, I mean, if I could, <laughs> no, but he no plays with a lot of heart. And I think that he has uh, the ability to perform really well in the series. All right. Well, go. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Trav. Yeah. I was just going to go in here just on a little bit, not in depth, but really quick cover uh, the MLB preseason show that we did way back episode 28. Uh, me and Jared both had the same six of 10 postseason teams making the playoffs. We actually, none of us had the four, uh, the Nationals, Rays, A's, or Twins. Uh, I don't know who Jared had in his World Series, but I had the Yankees and Cardinals in mine. So I'm, I went different in this postseason show, even though that could both still happen. So I technically have two different World Series matchups <laughs> that could happen. Well, that's bullshit. So, I mean, thanks thanks for doing doing the deep work on yours and not on mine. I appreciate that a lot. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, I, uh, so anyway, we, we have Ethan here. He wasn't on for the first half of the show because he's in grad school and has class till fucking uh, like nine thirty at night. Nine thirty. It's currently ten twenty right now, so this is gonna be a it's gonna be a long one, but it's gonna be a good one. Um, Ethan, so why don't you go ahead and give us? We're gonna let Ethan do two guests. Yes, picks. really quick, really quick. Two college and two NFL picks, and I'm gonna grab beer and I'm gonna listen. Yep. Um, I have for my two NFL lines this week, I have Browns plus three and a half at San Francisco. I didn't get to hear what your guys' lines were earlier. So, so that's a primetime game that we automatically had a primetime game. Yep. We both had Browns plus three and a half. There you go. Plus three and a half. I just think that, I don't know. I like the Browns a whole lot better. And I think they're giving San Fran too much credit here. I know it's at home, but like Browns it. plus three and a half. And then I have Broncos at chargers. I have under 44 and a half. Uh, these are two teams that so far this year, I just feel like haven't put up a ton of points. They have really good defenses too. Um, I like the under in this game. I don't think the Brown or the Broncos score a lot of points. And I also don't think the Chargers score a lot of points. I think I might've said Browns at Chargers. I meant to say Broncos at Chargers under 44 and a half college football. We have Auburn at Florida. I have Auburn minus three and a half. In so this did I. There we go. Um, I don't. I think Auburn's way more dominant than Florida is, even on the road. I have two road games here in college football. I also have Illinois at Minnesota. I had to go ahead and pick the school that I am currently attending. I have Illinois plus 14. Um, you look at both of these teams, neither of these teams have played a game that has resulted in them winning or losing by more than seven points at all yet this season. Minnesota's 4-0, but every single one that they've had has been like, I think, six or less. And Illinois, the games that they've lost have been by four and three. So give me that plus 14 all day long on the road. I think this is a close game. I don't think they win it, but I think that it's a lot closer than 14 points. All right. Don't, all right. don't, I mean, obviously we agree with the Browns pick. And I, I agree with the Auburn pick. I do. Yeah. I, I like the Auburn pick as well. I didn't have it in mind, but I like that as well. So great picks there. But Ethan, again, you can fade him or roll with him to see. I don't, it doesn't really matter to us. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to exit the show. So we actually um, hang on. a suggestion submitted to us for the Heaters Only Club. Yeah, we have – all right. We have one submission, not by our guest. We have a submission. Long, long, long-time friend and podcast listener, Nick Clark, coming to us from Nashville. He's in, Bel- he's in Belmont University. Belmont University Law School. Um, his so me and Jerry get these this unanimous decision pick. His uh, heaters only club induction suggestion was 
CCR, Credence, Clearwater, Revival. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to hate to break the bad news to you, Nick. But I, Jared can still say yes, but it's not going to be inducted because I'm going to have to give a no on that one. I, they have a couple really good songs, but I don't think they qualify for heaters only. Yeah, I mean, when I think of CCR, I think of like, uh, I want to know. Yeah, I think have of you longest ever seen rain, and that's about longest yard when they're playing football in the prison yard. I I, I know they have a couple. Of, they have the Darren fortunate Air. son, man. Yeah, yeah. fortunate yeah. son. The song Amy. on the bayou. <laughs> yeah, but it's just oh. not. It's not songs that I think of as heaters only. I I do love the oldies uh, submission. submission. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I do think they would need a few more to be considered hearers only. And I hate to turn down the first submission we've ever gotten. We appreciate it. We're picky. We're yeah. like the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we're exactly. Fame. You got to get in. You got to be great to get in. The yeah, Hall I mean, of I mean, fucking, if, if Pete Rose can't get in, then, you know, we're going to be super <laughs> fucking picky. Yeah, we're going to be super strict on these asses. Uh, so I'm sorry, Nick. Love it. Everybody else, submit yours. Uh, Nick, feel free to feel free to submit another one too. You don't have to stop there. Yeah, you don't have to stop. You can submit another one. Just only one a week. Uh, Ethan, our guest here, said, and I quote, "This is one that you guys are going to induct." Uh, so ooh, pressure's All right. on. All right. Yeah, pressure's on here. I just, I just, I, I, I just turn on the instant pot. Pressure, pressure's rolling. Pressure's rolling. <laughs> Let me tell you something. About to All start right, no. Um. To me, this is a heaters-only club. Got to be inductee. I don't know how you guys feel because I don't know how your taste is. It's an oldies as well, um, and it is Guns N' Roses. Oh, yeah. Because if you think about it, (laughs) Paradise City, Sweet Child of Mine. And then you have a lot of good covers that they've done too of Knocking on Heaven's Door, Live and Let Die. And then the one that you just can't forget that just gets you so pumped up before any sort of sporting event, thinking back to my Mizzou days, you have Welcome to the Jungle. Just thinking when that starts playing, you get out your keys and you just get hype as fuck. Well, I'm just going to have to say <laughs> Paradise City has to be the outro just because of like the little like Although, I mean, I'm going to say yes, even though they started a riot in St. Louis back in the day. <laughs> We're banned. Yeah, I, I mean, like yeah. That. So that's the only beef I have on them. Um, but I already said that's going to be the outro. So that my vote is yes. Yeah. They just have they just have so many good songs. No. The fourth, the fourth member, Eddie Money, John Mellencamp, Sticks, Guns and Roses. Guys, it doesn't have to be oldies. You can submit us some newies. Yeah, Blueface, baby. <laughs> no, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and that's when we delete this episode and light it on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No shit, no shit. But uh, anyway, guys, so we appreciate Ethan for ha- for coming on for a fourth time. I'm sure we'll have him on again in the future. Um, Nobody's been a recurring guest. Ethan's been on here four times. I'm the Will Kane of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watch first like, take, you understand. So, yeah. yeah, we just want to thank you guys for sticking with us for 50 episodes. You just listened to the Heaters Only Club recommendations. So submit yours for your contest. If we pick your heaters only recommendation, Ethan, you're excluded. A secret prize. Yeah, Ethan, you can't win. Um, if we pick your heaters only club recommendation, you can win I, a special can prize. I, can I go ahead and tell them what the secret prize is? Because this is going to be a long If you've time. listened this long for the prize, here it is. So the, the prize is going to be a Brewmates 
koozie. And if you guys don't know what these are. Roommate koozie. Yeah, you want that. Yeah, so basically. I don't even have one. Ethan, Ethan, do you, do you know what these are? I don't actually. So basically it's like a Yeti for like the slim tall can. So Carl, my wife found them and she bought us both one. And I love them. So they fit McUltra cans. They fit the tall slim Corona cans. White claws. White claws. Hey. All that shit. So if you're a seltzer guy, if you like to watch the carbs and drink the McUltras, if you like the Coronas, if you're just beaching, the brewmate is where it's at. Hashtag sponsor us hopefully um <laughs> hashtag so, sponsor hashtag ad yeah exactly but no seriously the winner so submit your hashtag heaters only club recommendations to us the best submission like there could we we could get 20 submissions and travis like fuck we like 15 of these not all 15 are we getting have to inducted. pick one or the best one. one is getting inducted and the best one wins a roommate koozie that retail for like pretty decent amount of money you know like 25 bucks yeah, not so, shipping handling. So you if you if you snooze, you lose here. Um we want to thank Ethan for coming on. And yeah, episode fifty. Here it is, MLB, Paradise City, play us out. Let's go cards. What does that mean to play us out? Fuck it. We'll write it, we'll do it live. <laughs>